Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Christine McAllister. She is an entrepreneur, business coach, and the author of The Income Replacement Formula, Seven Simple Steps to Doing What You Love and Making Six Figures from Anywhere. She's an expert in turning tragedy into triumph. She founded her company, Life with Passion, after the full-term stillbirth of her first daughter, Maeve. She's been featured in Inc., Business Insider, The Huffington Post, Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, and Christine helps overachievers all over the world to quit and stay out of their nine-to-fives by building businesses out of their passions. In this episode, we are going over the seven steps she mentions in her book and talking about the mindset shifts we need to be making, the steps we need to be taking, and how we get to leave and pursue a business that we actually enjoy. So I can't wait for you to dive in. And P.S., you definitely should snag our book for more on those seven steps. Hey, Christine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you. I don't think I've ever seen a a bullet list longer than yours of really cool things that you've done. <laughs> like oh I showed gosh. it to Abby and she was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. No, it's All always, it's, I mean, let's just for a second. I just want to yeah. say. Yeah. Abby's going to like brag on you for a second. Broadcasted for Olympic Games, raised Not me. like one of the rarest horses in the world, raised service dogs, helped people quit their nine to fives and build six figure businesses. I mean, that's just quite a variety of things. (laughs) Yes. I I love love it. it. Love it. So I'm excited to talk to you specifically about the helping people quit their jobs piece, because I know a big portion of our listeners have been someone called you you guys entrepreneurs today. And I thought that was awful. You guys are amazing. You have a full-time job. Sure. And sure you want to be an entrepreneur, but Screw the entrepreneur. You are in business <laughs> if you want to be in business. So we're going to help you get to a point where you can actually quit and do this full time. So I know a big piece of that you wrote a book all about. So tell us a little bit about your income replacement formula. Yeah. So I have such a passion for creatives. Because my background, undergrad and graduate, was film and documentary uh, media production. And so I know there is so much 
so much information out there and so many beliefs and so many misconceptions about what it means to be creative and whether you can do this as anything more than a side hustle, whether you can do this as anything more than that, like, you know, old stereotype of the starving artist. And so I really wrote this book to change the change the perception and the the belief around what's possible. Because I know that creative people are in so many ways the the backbone and especially as women, right? The way that we create, the way that we work, the work that we put out into the world has such an important effect. And also as as creative people, we can often get so overwhelmed about what to do what strategy is right? Which way do I need to build my business? What's going to work for me, given my personality, given my strengths, given the way I like to work, given what I create? Oh my gosh, think about all these things and you're already overwhelmed. But I have a thousand ideas and I don't know which one to go with. Exactly, right? Given that you're multi-passionate. And I've read some of the more popular business books aimed at women who are creative and literally... There are things like, oh, well, just you have to figure out these 24 steps first before you can be in business. <laughs> and I'm like, here's a thousand things to do first. Right. I have a six figure business and I'm already overwhelmed. Like, I'm not doing that stuff. And I already have a business that, right, that I love. Like, so no, like, let's break it down. Let's make it really simple. That's what the book is about. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't mean it's always easy because usually the thinking about it is hard, right? Doing it is easy. Thinking about it is hard. One of my clients heard that from a monk. I think it's great. And and so I want to get you out of having to just con- constantly think about what if this works? What if it doesn't? Oh my gosh, what if it's possible? What if it's not? And actually move forward getting your work yeah. out into the world. Well, and I think especially as creatives, like we're so tied to our results because like the thing that we're making is like we're making with our hands or our brain or our own like just skill set. We're not like fulfilling a checklist from a boss and being able to be like, that was a good job. Like we are letting our audiences and Instagram and social media and whatever, like let us know if we're ready to be in business, if we're ready to charge this amount, if we're ready to take it seriously. And so I think like we're getting thrown all of these other things that it's really hard to focus on like, okay, but how can I actually just clear the clutter and like actually make money. 100%. Yeah. And actually the first person who I helped quit their job, this is not in the book, a little exclusive for you all, was my boyfriend, my college boyfriend after school. He's an incredibly talented, creative graphic designer, videographer, you know, all of these things. And he was terrified to leave his nine to five. And so he was my first case study, my first success. No longer That's are awesome. we together, but <laughs> still, you're like, you're welcome. But he's still in business. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just there. I feel like there's so much thrown at us and there's so much self-doubt in this community. Like it hurts my heart. And like the only way in, in my personal experience, like really to combat that self-doubt is with success is with results. And so it's just this constant, like, okay, but what I I need this in order to do this, but I don't have this. So I can't do this. So how can you kind of wrap our heads around like how to tackle that beast? Yeah. Cause that's become such a catch 22, right? (laughs) Like I don't, believe it until I see it, but how do I see it to believe it, right? (laughs) So I think the first step, and this is the first step in the book, is to just freaking decide. Like, Uh because I think... Chapter one, freaking decide. decide. Like, 
this cannot be overstated. And you might be like, oh, I've already decided. Of course, this is something I want to do. Like, this is why I'm listening. This is why I'm part of this community. Like, where have you not decided? (laughs) Where have you not decided? Where are you going? Oh, but I can't do this because, or what if this doesn't work? Or I don't want to put my work out there because what if people hate it? Like, where have you not decided? And where can you turn that around and go, look, this is actually a tangible step for me to take to just freaking decide that I'm going to do this thing, decide that it's what my life's work is going to be about. Because once you make a decision, then that literally gives your brain the ability to start looking for the possibilities of bringing it about, right? Instead of going, oh, but but what if it doesn't work? Well, then your brain's like, cool, got it. Let's go to work on what if it doesn't work. work. Like, let's come up with all the scenarios, right? As opposed to, okay, this is working. Your brain's like, all right, we're good. We're good. Okay, now let's move on Mm -hmm. to the next thing. Let's get clarity around that. This is like the number one thing I wish I could just like shake into people's brains of like, they're like, you don't have to believe in woo. You can call it woo. Like it's not woo when you just freaking believe that it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden these like doors of opportunity just appear. Like that's not magic. That's you like paying attention to the thing that's actually going to help you do what you said you're going to do. And so like, if you just decide the luck, those opportunities, that woo woo shit, like all of that stuff starts to happen after you make a decision. Right. Yeah. I think it's neuroscience. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing people are afraid to make a decision on when starting this whole journey is is not about starting a business. It's not about doing the work, so to speak. It is deciding to ask people for money. Like, (laughs) girlfriend, you have to Mm -hmm. ask people to pay you money, or you, (laughs) my friend, are not in business. You can yeah, say you're nope. in business all day long, but if you have not put Yay. out an offer, if you have not asked someone to give you dollar bills, then you are not in business. So if anything, right now, we're going to do a collective breathe in and out and say, you know what? I believe that I am worth someone paying money for. I love yep. that. Do it now. <laughs> Yes. So make a decision. Okay. But then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So <laughs> so step number two is niching. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm jumping ahead. Step number two. I got so excited about you asking people for money. <laughs> step number two is mindset. And here's the thing. Like, I'm a high achiever. Like, high achievers, my peeps, you know. But what I find is that as high achievers, action is our default. Like, We're like, just give us a better plan and we'll go do it. I'll go do it already, right? But the thing is that if that's how you behave in in replacing your income and quitting your job and building your own business, what you are going to do is replicate the feeling that you had in your nine to five, where it's never enough, where I just need a better plan. I just need more hours in the day. If only I had more time, like I call BS on that because like that's not what you're about when you're about creating this business that you love doing your creative work in the world. It's not fun if you're working 18 hours a day, you don't have time for anything else and it's still not enough, right? So it doesn't matter if you're doing work that you love. My first business was a creative business that 
I wound up burning out in because of that approach. Because I thought mindset was for fools. And I thought, I don't have time to meditate. I don't need to journal. I don't need to think about my thoughts, whatever. I just need to go do stuff and get paid for it. And what it did, (laughs) it got me out of my job, which I'll always be thankful for, but it burned me out. And so learn from my mistake. Don't spend years doing something that you're not, you don't have the right mindset around, even if it's the work that you love. Well, and someone asked us today, we actually answered this on, on our podcast, but someone said something, it was like, how, how do you know when it was the right decision to leave a profitable nine to five to pivot to the thing that you love? If that thing that you love is only sometimes rewarding. And so I, it was a, she had left a comment on Facebook, so we didn't get to have a conversation about it, but I feel like this is everyone's biggest fear is like, okay, this is sustainability. It's like consistent income. It's, I like get up every morning and I know the nine to five, right? I know what I'm doing. I have like rules and I have an agenda. Like I know what's expected of me. I might hate it. It might make me exhausted. It might not make me enough money. It might not give me enough time with my family, but I know what to expect from it. And so then we go into this other thing that we don't know what to expect from, and we might not have consistency, whether it be with money or time or clients or whatever at first or ever. Some people never unlock that. But I think we have to make a decision on like, what are we finding rewarding? Like what actually feels good? What are you measuring like this thing being better than that thing? Mm -hmm. Freaking define rewarding, right? Like what is that? (laughs) In what way? Yeah. (laughs) And I know the mindset thing feels like a giant waste of time when you're doing it. But I have to say, like, in order for us to scale ever, like, you will plateau or burn out Mm -hmm. if you don't do Mm -hmm. this step. And you will have to continue to redo it over and over and over again. It's not a one and done. No, like your personal development can't stop because you have to grow and change as a person to unlock new levels. Like, think of it as like, you're playing Mario back in the day and you like, you can't like get through those stupid mushrooms without your superpowers, right? Like you got, this is your superpowers. You're gonna, she, she hates my analogies, but you're gonna get through the mushrooms. You're <laughs> up. They eat you. They'll destroy you. Yeah. They're all the people. There's a lot of people out to get you when you're trying to quit your job, by the way, a lot of people will try to s- prevent you from that. So you have to be ready to say you're going to do this no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And if you still don't believe us, I would say like, the thing is, I really see, especially for creative people, that school teaches us how to be really good employees. Mm. Yes. Right? Oh, that yes. is, we're talking. Yep. Fuck out. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Learn this yes, thing. Sir. Follow this metric. Get this grade. Right? Think about how it is in your nine to five. It's the same thing. There's rubrics. There's this. There's job descriptions. There's that. Even if you went to school for business, like you very likely don't know how to think or behave like an entrepreneur. No. No. My husband went to school for business marketing and he like looks, he's in corporate America and he looks at what I do every day. Like, I don't know what you do every day. Same. I'm like, (laughs) run a business. (laughs) Exactly. So like you, this is where like, I think that a lot of times we are really hard on ourselves, right? Because we get out of school and we're like, okay, I have this skill whatever it is. Now I'm in a nine to five and I want to take the skill and build a business around it. And I don't know how, so that must mean there's something wrong with me. No false. It's just like, it's a skill you haven't learned yet. Being an entrepreneur is a skill, right? And part of that skill is mindset, having the mindset of an entrepreneur. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
Well, and it's, I mean, it goes back to kind of what you're talking about earlier, but like, if you tell yourself that you can't ever like tackle that thing, like I hear all the time from people who bitch about their jobs, like they hate their nine to five. And then I talk about my life and my work and their follow-up to that is, well, I could never have the self-discipline to work from home. I'm like bullshit, I call <laughs> bullshit on that. Like I could never deal with what you deal with all day because it's shit And I would rather have control of my life. And like, yes, sometimes you have to have discipline, but like you're a human being. Like, it's not like you can't teach yourself that and practice that. A hundred percent. Yeah. If if you're telling yourself there's something (laughs) that you could never do or you can never imagine, you probably really need to look at that very thing because it probably is something that it's not true. Well, Mm -hmm. just to give you guys some perspective, the first time I was laid off, I sat in my pajamas all day on the couch, cried a lot, refused to apply for jobs, like thought my life was ending, like lost a bunch of money. And the second time I got laid off, I blogged every day. I I met with potential clients. I replaced my entire income in under 30 days. And shit, the only difference was mindset and action, mindset and action, mindset and action. The other time I just sat on my butt. And so like, sure, I, you could say, oh, you don't have the discipline. No, I didn't have the discipline because I didn't have the mindset that I could even do it or that I was even worth doing. 100%. 100%. So, <laughs> so what's if, you get, if you got those two steps, yeah. What do we Yeah, do? this is the thing that I um, moved up just a minute ago. So the third step, because the mindset work is ongoing, so we're assuming that you're continuing to do that, like going to the gym, right? The third step is to niche. It's to niche, and this is hard for us when we have work that we want to put out in the world, and we're passionate about it, and we feel like, oh my gosh, everyone can use this, right? But the thing is, if you say that, then actually no one is going to. No one is going to feel like it's for them. You want your person to feel like, oh my gosh, she is reading my mind. You are inside my head. How is that possible? I have to work with you. I need your thing, right? And I don't care if you're product-based or service-based. The story that you tell, the way that you market yourself, what you offer, how you offer it, how you price it, where you offer it, you know, all of that comes out of this piece. All of that comes out of niching. Like you have no business doing any of those other steps until you know who you're offering it for. Yep. When it feels overwhelming because you don't know who to talk to or where they're hanging out online or how to describe this product or what to price it at or where to sell it, it's because you haven't niched down. 100%. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. 
I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The funny thing about niching is I think a lot of people avoid it because it feels limiting. Yes. But we did cooler things when we niched. And now I will say we did not intentionally pick our niche. It like fell into us and then we let it happen. So and I'm I'm going way back to when we were service-based business. Emily and I were like the queen of food-based businesses. We mm-hmm. did packaging design. I can take a picture of a jar of pickles like <laughs> nobody's business. Staging <laughs> products, um, making websites that are clear for consumers so that they can go find you in the nearest grocery store. Like that is not a common thing that people do, but because we did that, you better be clear that every business that ran a food-based business in Kansas City knew who we were. Love that. Yeah, I love that. And and then I was like, if I have to take a picture of another jar of salsa, I'm going to throw it out <laughs> well, the that's, wall. That's another story. Although, although getting bulk salsa for free from a client was like we just use our last jar, and it's thing. been three years. I know, so did we. <laughs> I love that. Yep. It's fine. Some, yeah, some there are. And that was the same in my in my business, which was online marketing, websites, and and social media marketing for small businesses. Because I'm really passionate about horses, and I knew a lot of people in that community. That became my niche. Not not just horses, but within the hor- horse industry, a certain breed of horse, and within that industry, a certain bloodline of horse. Where like so, like there are literally only thousands of them, right? But I was the go-to person and I stayed booked out without any advertising 
on referrals. People knew me. They knew I got the language. They knew I was trustworthy. And they were like, here, take my money. Right? Yep. Here you go. So, I mean, the power of niche. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, guys, start raising Arabian horses (laughs) and then offer those people. (laughs) They're there. They're waiting for you. That's right. The the niche is open. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, what happens next? So, next, now that you know who you're talking to, is now you can start to figure out what you're going to offer them. Right? How, what, what do they actually need? Therefore, you know, you can offer them something that they need and want and price it for those people, right? Obviously, the pricing piece, like you said earlier, is very much around allowing yourself to charge. And we can talk about like how and where to start out with that if you want to, if you don't already have a price. Um, there's a simple hack for that if you're in a nine to five. But I think the most important thing is like, being willing to put out an offer and being willing to be specific about who it's for and being willing to put a price tag on it. Like those are the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that hack. I think that a lot of people ask us that, especially in their nine to five where they're like, I don't really know how to figure out what to replace like benefits. And we've got this going on. There's like so many different things to factor in. There's so many different things. And I think the thing is like, I want you to be making money while you're figuring all of those nuances out. Yes, please. Because every every situation is different and every time to quit is different, right? But let's assume that you're in a side hustle and you're trying to figure out how to price something. I think the easy, if you're really struggling with this, the easiest thing to do is to say, what am I making in my nine to five now? I'm going to figure out how to charge that in my business. Because that's that's sort of a comfort level that you already have right? Not saying that's where you're going to stay forever, but someone is already paying you that amount of money to do something. And so therefore, it can be maybe a price that you could say without throwing up, right? That's what I find to be true over and over and over with my clients. So like the example is the easy way to figure this out. Let's say you're making $50,000 a year. Take off the last three zeros. You have 50. Cut that in half. You have 25. And if you work average 40-hour weeks year-round, you make $25 an hour roughly. Okay. So you could take that and you could go, okay, it takes me this long to deliver my product or service plus product costs. If you are in a product-based business, if you're in a service-based business, it's just how long does it take to deliver? Right. And then that's your price for starting out. Go sell a few of those. And then you will come to a point where you're like, man, I provide so much more value than what I'm charging. I'm ready to raise my rates. And then you do that, right? It's not the end all be all. None of this is end all be all. It is allowing yourself to get clarity as you make the decisions, as you move forward, as you put yourself out there, as you charge, but making money while you do all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So what's a timeline of what, so we've talked about what four steps now. Yes. What is the what is the timeline of this that you suggest someone like not linger, get through this? How long does this last before we're here? Yeah, great question. I think honestly, everybody comes at a different point, right? Because everybody's done certain amounts of work and needs to back into other steps. It's very unlikely that this process, especially for a creative, is going to be exactly linear, right? So it depends on where. Um, the sort of the, the weaknesses are in this chain. You know, frankly, this is something that you could sit down and decide on a plan for in one day. If you had somebody to help you walk through it, 
You know, it doesn't have to take that long. The carrying out of the mindset work, the carrying out of the consistent visibility of the sales, of the marketing, of these things that come later, those are the things that you're going to build on over time to get momentum. But the making the decision, picking your niche, picking your offer, picking how you're going to sell it and your price, like all that you can knock out fast. Yeah. I encourage you guys, like don't spend more. Like if you're going to like really dive deep into this, like you can do it in a day. But if you're needing like a week, like doing some research, crunching some numbers, hashing it out, do not drag this on for months. You have to be quick about it for sure. Yep. And then you can adjust as you get clarity and you get feedback from doing it. But chances are, if you don't have all these pieces in place, there's probably been some perfectionism or some procrastination going on because it's uncomfortable. Of course it is. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means you've never done it before. And pretty much anything new is uncomfortable, right? And But I think there's this way in which we like make it about our abilities if it's uncomfortable. And I, I'm on day three in my personal life. I'm on day three of this like pretty intense 30-day detox right now. Girl, me too. What? Yeah. Girl. I'm literally on day three of an elimination diet. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to have to like <laughs> text each other and hold it down, is, right? Please support me. This is so hard. Yes. The first <laughs> couple of days, especially, right? Yesterday I texted my doctor and I was like, so 36 hours is, is, is the same as 30 days, right? Like I'm good now. It's fine. Right? That like, equals I, that, right? right? I think I'll have a yeah. glass of wine. We're all cool. Right. Because right? It's amazing what your mind does when you're doing these things. But from yesterday, day two to today, day three, I'm like, Oh, maybe I am a person who doesn't eat meat for 30 days. Exactly. Right? And like, so it's your job to line up that support, to find ways to make this um, exciting and important and tie it to like the meaning behind why you're doing what you're doing instead of like, this is so uncomfortable and I'm not sure that I can do it slash even want to. Forget it. Let's go back to homeostasis, whatever we've been doing. Yeah, that, that support is so important. And I know because I'm like you and I attract people that help me indulge, (laughs) i.e. give up on things that I really want because there are other things that sound more enticing. Like instead of writing that blog post in the beginning, it was like, let's go get ice cream. Okay. And then that helps with nothing else in my life. You know, it's a vicious cycle. So you have to find those people that like want to lift you up and are going to push you through. And usually... That is not the people that are in your closest circle. I think your spouse, your parents, your sister, they are all in protection mode. And you changing everything about your work life is very against what is considered safe to them. So they're likely to, not that they're going to be unsupportive, but they're going to be very hesitant And if you start talking yourself out of it, they're going to think you're going to quit anyway. So they're going to keep talking you out of it. Yes. Yeah. My husband on day two (laughs) yesterday was like, do you want to go get ice cream? And I almost punched him. I'm like, you know what I'm doing. It's day two. You know what I'm doing. You just watched my Insta stories about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not asking me to go get ice cream. Yeah. We had a talk. So do you have to support me? This is hard. I'm going to want a cave. Yeah. 
Yes. So find that. Find your whole 30s support system for your business. Exactly. Exactly. And I know you all have built such a beautiful, engaged tribe and community, right? Like we have to go and find, we seek that out because you're right. Most of us are not surrounded by entrepreneurs in our daily lives. And those people in our lives, they want to keep us safe. They also want to keep themselves safe. And if you go do something that's really awesome that they've told themselves for years they're not allowed to do, that means they're going to have to reexamine their whole belief system. And so guess what? That means they're going to, it's it's easier for them to try to like hold you back than for them to have to take that hard look at their life, much less whatever actual genuine concern they have for you that all the stories and beliefs they've had their whole life, you know, come, come into play. Right? Absolutely. People bring their own shit to yes. your shit. It's not about yes. you. It never is it about you. Like 99% <laughs> of the time, no. it legit isn't about me. My grandmother still Mm -hmm. says things to me like, why don't you write this book? Now, you know that not everybody can do this, right? You know that not everybody can, can, who would, who would do X, Y, and Z if, if everybody quit their job and started their own business? And like constantly, like for years I've been doing this now, right? The book has become a bestseller. Every time I see her, she's like, now, Christine, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and in the beginning, it's upsetting, right? And now I'm like, you know, you're so right. And also, only the people who want to quit their jobs are going to read my book. <laughs> like, I'm not worried about yep. it. And that's fine. That's who I'm talking <laughs> that's to. Funny. Yeah. Not worried about the I'm others. I'm not going to personally crash the US economy because everyone just up and quit their job. Like, come on, Grandma. I know. God bless her. She's so great. I adore her. But it's I love grandmas, they're funny. Okay, so what comes next? So after you've made your offer, then you got to start marketing it. Yep. Because you got to tell people about you it. You got to get it out there. Otherwise, people are not going to know, right? And I think this is where we can get really scared. We can get stuck. We can do all the opting in to all the shiny objects, whatever about like, I made six figures in 24 hours doing X, Y, and Z, right? And you really have to check yourself and your mindset and go, if I'm looking for help in this area, who has the results that I actually want? Seems like a genuine human person that I would like to learn from and really gets my niche. Not like some dude who's like running around, you know, in front of a mansion. Like we've all seen those ads Uh and like you feel like gets you 0%, but they're like, hey man, with a sideways hat, come and see my mansion. Like not your person if you're a creative woman. (laughs) What's that guy? I literally know who you're talking about. He's on YouTube and he always has like four Ferraris parked in front of the mansion he rented. That's clearly not his house. I afforded this car by watching Netflix all day. Right, right. Stop it right there. Realize that like building an online business or any kind of business is still a business. There's no, like there are shortcuts, but there's, there are no overnight successes. Like legit, anybody who tells you that there are is lying to you. Lying. Yep. We were just asked this question the other day of like, 
Oh, it was on one of our coaching calls with our students and someone said, can you just give me the like overview of like your journey of like how you guys got here? So I did just did the like three minute quick, like I'm going to talk really fast to you version. And some people who've been in our audience for a long time were like, oh, I forget that you started here and I forget that this happened. And I forget that I'm like, I know because you guys are just looking at like the six figure launch and then this over here and this flashy thing. And you're forgetting the stuff that you actually know about us because you're like are using that as fuel to tell yourself why you're broken and why you aren't there yet. Yes. Stab it. Yes. Stab it. Reach that. Right. Like you said at the beginning. We all do it. I still do it. It's fine. I did like all these random things that I've done in my life that now all have converged. Right. This is my fourth business. They've all been successful, but you pivot, you tweak, you learn, you, you know, you make those choices and everyone gets better. And so, yeah, you've got to, you've got to give yourself permission to be where you are as much as it might make you mad, but you've also got to give yourself permission to start to get visible and to do whatever it takes to get that marketing piece in place with simplicity. Like it can be simple. It doesn't require insane, huge funnels and whatever. When you're starting out, you don't need that stuff to replace your income. You don't need that stuff to quit your job. No. Do what feels easy and good. So uh, one of our good friends, she's like trying to get her business off the ground and she did her like one-on-one coaching for a while and she's created a course and she's wanting to scale. It's like the trajectory of a lot of people. And she's like, keeps boxing me these stuff of like, well, I know I probably should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I can hear her kids screaming in the background. Her husband's been working like 80 hour work weeks. He's going on, her in-laws are coming in town. And I'm like, honey, like don't, there's no should, first of all, like, don't worry about it. Like you will launch this in the way that it makes sense for you to launch it right now. Like, just let it be what it's going to be. And if you want to do something different in the future, like, but you just need to take action and do it. Yes. A hundred percent. It's a lesson we all need to learn. Yeah. Over and over. Whew, okay. Well, I feel like I've gotten on seven soapboxes today. So what's next? <laughs> Give me another one to hop on. <laughs> yeah. The next box is visibility. So this is really bu- building on the marketing piece because we want to start getting you out there to a broader audience. We want to start building the no like, and trust factor with your with a colder market than just that marketing, which often comes in the form of a warmer market, right? People who already know you, things you can already leverage. Then it's that broader visibility and giving yourself permission to choose a strategy that feels really, really good for you because there are 5 million. And if you do 5 million, they won't all work. Yeah, a thousand percent. Pick pick one or yep. two. Seriously. That feel good. That work with your personality. Yes, that feel good. Yes. Yes. Do you like being on camera? Choose that. If you hate it, don't pick YouTube as your first strategy. Exactly. Like, Again, there's no one right way there. You know, if you ask my friend Dana Wild says, if you ask 20 millionaires, the secret to their success, they're all going to give you a different answer because everybody's different, especially when you're creative. So you've got to really check in with yourself and say, how do I want to build this business? What would I love to spend a lot of my Mm -hmm. time doing? But you have, you do have to pick because if you are in this realm of like, I want to build an online business and I want to build visibility, like you can't do that by staying quiet. And like, yes, that there, there's going to be some businesses that are built like a lot with referral base. Like you were talking about, that's how my photography, my own photography business was built in the beginning. But if you're wanting to pivot to anything more sustainable than that, anything that can grow and have a bigger impact than that. You have to get out of your comfort zone and try new stuff and get more visible because 
I want you to like lean on that inner circle and those referrals to like build your foundation and get that cash flow and like figure out what you like doing and what you don't like doing. But then you have to take some uncomfortable measures in order to grow. Yep. You said it. And then that changes too, because like we've gone through our different phases of like what's getting visible for a six figure business versus a half a million dollar business versus a million dollar business. Like it's different like levels of discomfort of like what we need to be doing to get in front of more people. And so I think you have to constantly reevaluate this and what feels good for you because we've turned down stuff, but it like you still have to do that. Yes. That's not it. That's that's not negotiable, guys. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there? Are there any other? Do we wrap up those steps? Is that all more. seven? One more. Okay. Okay. We're gonna circle back around to what Abby was saying at the beginning, which is sales. So all the visibility in the world, and all of the marketing in the world, and all the niching, and all the having an offer, and all of that stuff will not get or keep you in business. Will not help you replace your income, and then some, if you aren't selling. But the caveat is it doesn't have to be a hard sale. It doesn't have to be the way that you maybe have been taught or maybe you assume that sales has to be, right? Like that icky, pressury, like awful used car salesman thing. And so if, you, if you've ever learned sales, I think there's a huge like school of people teaching this hard selling thing. And I'm a sensitive person. I'm an introverted person. That was the way that I first learned sales when I made my pivot from doing referral only. And I was like, assuming that this is the the way, because that's what everyone says, but so uncomfortable with it, that if I did it, I felt gross. And so most of the time I didn't do it, right? And it wasn't until I learned and developed like my own way of selling through relationships and through just being my genuine self and not putting pressure on people and not saying, if you don't give me your credit card now, like you're a disempowered woman, right? Like, oh, how dare you ask your <laughs> husband? Like, not that I did that, but like, that's what people would say. Like, you're not whatever, right? Yep. So yep. you've got to learn sales in a way, just like getting visible that works for you. And, and first of all, I think it's just knowing that that's possible, right? And hearing women say, because I think a lot of times my clients come to me like with serious trauma over how that they've been sold to or they've been taught yes. to sell. And I call BS on that and say like, you do not have to sell that way. 100%. Yeah. None. Learn to do sales in a way that feels good for you. And that starts by believing that you can find somebody Absolutely. who maybe you've bought from or are thinking about buying from that sold in a way that you liked and learn how they sell. Yes. Yeah. I literally pivoted my entire business because I got tired of selling the way that I was selling. Like it started to make me feel like sick to my stomach. And so I was like, I need to literally create a new business model so I can sell a different way. So I don't have to do that anymore. I love that. I love that. So I'd love for you to take us into talk strategy to me. And I just want to pure recap. What are the steps? And is there anything we miss talking about in relation to those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we've done a good job of covering it. Okay, perfect. I would say the steps, just to recap them, are number one, freaking decide. (laughs) Number two, get into mastering your mindset. And that's ongoing. Number three, you've got to nail your niche. You've got to. Number four, you've got to have an offer that your niche loves. And you've got to price it at a price you can say without throwing up. And in a way that starts to build that side income for you, that income replacing income for you. Number five is to start marketing 
And like we talked about, begin doing that in your warm market, begin validating your idea, begin inside your comfort zone a little bit, because a lot of this is obviously going to be outside your comfort zone. So give yourself a little bit of a break. Number six is to begin to get visible with a strategy that feels good for you to a cold market, build, learn to build the no like, and trust factor and move cold people, people who don't know you, uh, warm them up, help them become ready to get clients so that in step number seven, you can sell. You can sell, you can make money. This goes from being a hobby to an actual business and you can repeat, replicate, and tweak. Yes. Yeah. Well, where can people find more about that formula in your book? How can they get access to that? Yeah. So you can grab a free chapter of the book, get a feel of if you like it and start to get those actionable steps for step one at lifewithpassion.com slash free chapter. Super easy. And you get instant access to it. Nice. Thank you so much for coming on, Christine. This was awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creative shop, dot com.